Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network How's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and you are listening to the House of Indie Podcast. And this week, I have a very special guest. I have the man himself, the detective interstellar himself, Milton Lawson. How's it going? Oh, it's doing great. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome, man. Uh, So how's it been going, man? It's going pretty uh, fantastic. I am going through the process of having a published book for the first time here. Yeah. And it's been a milestone that I've been working forward to for several years. And to see this step come about, it's another learning process, as is everything that I've gone through up until this point. But uh, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, some of the initial feedback on the book has been really good. Mm -hmm. And I'm a total pessimist. So, (laughs) you know, receiving good feedback is kind of a shock, uh, even though I feel (laughs) confident about myself. Uh, So I'm, 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 you know, over the moon when that happens. Yeah, I'm the same way, man. I like when people are like, hey, man, great episode or hey, that was awesome. I was I'm like, "Uh, are you sure about that? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I I, but we are our our worst, our our own worst critics. Right. (laughs) So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's get into the book. So if if you can uh, do something real quick, give us the log line for Thompson Heller, Detective Interstellar. Sure. Uh, Thompson Heller, Detective Interstellar is a three-issue miniseries published by SourcePoint Press and Comics Experience. And the idea here is that Thompson Heller is a private detective who travels the stars solving cases that have political or moral intrigue. And he's known throughout the galaxy as kind of one of the most science-based atheists. (laughs) And it just so happens that the woman he is falling in love with is a kind of high-ranking religious academic. And so each issue in the miniseries is a kind of standalone, Mm. one-and-done mystery to be solved. And uh, on top of that, over the course of the three-issue arc, the relationship romance uh, angle uh, develops and continues. Yeah, I was able to read the first issue and it was a really uh, should I should I use the word it was an interstellar issue. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, yeah, no, it was a really it was a really good issue. Uh, um it uh, definitely intrigued me with the uh with the detective aspect and the and the story that there and and yeah, I get that you uh that it's kind of it could be a standalone, but there is an ongoing narrative as well. So it's really really interesting to me and I 
I I quite enjoyed it myself. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. And you got you've got Dave Chisholm uh, doing the work uh, on uh, the artwork, right? Yeah, yeah. That is one of the most fortunate. Uh, aspects of this whole project that happened. And there's a little bit of a story behind that. Um, I, um, I've been working on this project for a while and there was kind of a beta version of the project that had another artist started. Um, and we, we made some progress on it and we just reached a point where uh, things weren't working out and we needed to make a change. And I was kind of lost how to do that. Um, every resource I've seen about how to find an artist Mm -hmm. makes it sound a lot easier than it turns out to actually (laughs) be in practice. Yeah. And, um, one of the things I was doing, I was spending a lot of time on deviant art looking for people. And one of the people I was following was the artist, uh, Walter Ostley of metal shark bro. Yeah. And, and that dude, in addition to being a great artist, he just has impeccable taste. Yeah. And so I would just see like, okay, who is he following? Mm-hmm. Who is he giving good feedback to? And that's how I found Dave Chisholm. Uh, Walter was given a lot of thumbs up to a bunch of Dave's work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I did a short project with Dave, uh, just a, a little short story standalone called the winter sale cool. that uh, is about a uh, independent music store. And, you know, Dave is the expert on all things music. Right. Yeah. Um, And I didn't even know that at the time that I approached (laughs) him for that, that project. So, you know, it's sort of like, you know, going up to LeBron James and asking like, Hey, do you, do you play any sports or anything? (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. I had a, I had a, a a brief conversation with uh, the way I, uh, I did these appointments. uh, He, uh, was I spoke to him earlier in the day today, depending uh, as as we record this, and uh, and he says hi by the way, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he, he definitely we 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 like took a better part of the episode talking about music. So <laughs> so depending off if, if this episode comes out before or after, you guys have either are going to hear it or have heard it. So uh, check that out. But uh, yeah, yeah, he he he's a real he's he's an expert. He's a do- he has a doctorate in in music, and yeah, that's super interesting uh, that that <laughs> that happened. And it's kind of like a like a like fate, right? You you had a music uh, project, and then you reached out to him, and it was just like perfect, a perfect relationship. Super cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you this is not the only thing that you're working on, right? You got you've got this one. It comes out in October, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, the current plan is October 28th. As we all know, uh, comics is kind of weird and sometimes things come early or late, but that's, <laughs> right. that's the plan for it right now. Yeah. Well, let's get into that a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the distribution process because that's a little kind of a, a crazy thing that's going on right now. Right. Uh, you know, and, yeah. and one of the thing, the biggest crazy things is that that you always get like a a an FOC code uh, months and months before the book comes out, right? So I'm sure you, this book is is in previews right now, and then FOC comes up a little bit later, and then the book's not going to come out for a few months. So that's a little weird already, right? And you. Uh, before we went on air, you talked to me a little bit about how you listened to the episode when I had Amy on uh, from uh, from Pulp Seven One Six, right? 
And yes, you 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 found interest in that. Talk to us a little bit about the conversation that we had right before that we we hit the the record button. Well, uh, we were talking about uh, the distribution and the challenges that uh, the you know the COVID world has brought us, and it, it just so happened right around this time of year. And well, even this time of year is inaccurate because my book also got delayed because mm-hmm. of COVID. Um, I, and it was right at the point where the release date question was kind of unclear. Mm-hmm. So um, once once things got started back up, um, it went from totally nebulous to like, hey, we need the pitch uh, for previews tomorrow kind of thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, went, it, went, it went from like, we, we got no idea to like, okay, we need this tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so that that was crazy. But um, I've been working on a short documentary about my local comic book shop. Uh, I'm based in Houston, Texas, and my favorite retailer is a place called Bedrock City. Uh, they, they just do it great. They do mainstream and indie. Um, and I re- recorded them while they were doing their ordering wow. for, uh, for Jonathan Hickman's House of X, Powers of X okay. yeah. series. That was a huge just one. To kind of do- yeah, to kind of document that process. And um, I learned a lot and got some interesting footage. Um, but now trying to edit that material, um, it seems totally out of date because, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, you've got the COVID situation. And second of all, uh, the whole change in distribution that's happening. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things that we were talking about then don't really apply anymore. So I'm trying yeah. to think of what to do with this material, if anything. And uh, I was talking to them the other day um, and I don't know how many um, of these details I'm able to divulge, but you know, yeah, there are challenges, but they, they're they're taking them in stride Mm -hmm. and uh, everything's going well for them. Um, I know I've seen a few things on the internet uh, that were kind of more in the complainy route, but uh I loved your your conversation uh, with Pulp Seven One Six because they seem like you know they're they're adapting to the new reality mm-hmm. pretty well. Yeah, yeah, and and that seems to be uh, uh, like I don't want to say a uh, a rare thing because I've heard conversations from other retailers where they they've said it was already kind of difficult already because there was so much to do and it's it's a long process already, and uh, and then to throw this kind of this. Uh, this uh, wrench in the system kind of made it even more difficult. And yeah, there are going to be people who complain about it because it's already a, a, a rough situation to kind of get all these books out and then all these things. Now you have uh, during the pandemic, there was like two or three different places to 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 go to to order. Now there's like I can't I think uh, Amy said that she's got two uh, places that she orders, but they are taking it, like you said, in stride and they are adapting. And yes, we are all humans, and yes, when something frustrates us, and yes, if it's not easy, we tend to complain. And it doesn't make the the retailer who complains about this process a bad person or a bad shop owner. Yeah. It doesn't make them a bad person at all. It just means that, hey, it's frustrating, and when things fr- frustrate us, we complain about it a little bit. And you and I like how Amy and them are, are kind of uh, – 
looking at it from a different uh, angle and 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 seeing the brighter side of things. So that's that was really refreshing to talk to her and hear kind of a different side of things rather than what I was hearing uh, uh, other uh, shop owners say. And yeah, they're not all complaining. So that was a really cool thing to, to talk about. Are you thinking about revisiting and reshooting? I'm I'm thinking about even rethinking the frame okay. because the original frame was new comic book day itself. Ah. And I, now I'm thinking of revisiting and expanding the frame to where it's kind of more just about the, the yeah. comic shop itself. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, see how they're uh, how they're adapting in this, in this new world. Um, so yeah. Um, but of course, you know, even that is a fraught issue because it's unclear how safe you can even do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like I said, I'm in Houston, and right now we're we're one of the biggest hotspots in the country. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't want to put uh, people unnecessarily at risk uh, just to answer some questions. So yeah. yeah, it's it's a question mark at the moment. <laughs> yeah, as as is a lot of things right now. But I mean, hopefully, hopefully, sometime soon we can see some kind of normalcy come back together. So. But uh, with that said, uh, you you you've got a few more projects uh, coming up very soon, correct? Yeah, I have some in the works. Um, I think soon, as far as the timeline, might be stretching the meaning of the word soon. Okay. Uh, I think after after Thompson Hellerman X project probably won't hit shops until twenty twenty one. Okay, but uh, you know we've we've uh, we've got uh, our noses to the grindstone and awesome. we're we're working hard on it. Well, that's good. At least you're 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 working you're you're working on getting something out. So, awesome. Yeah, it is quite a little bit. Uh, uh, this year has has been absolutely crazy, but it feels like it's going by a little bit fast. <laughs> Probably because how crazy it is. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'm glad that we got. We're going to see more coming from you. So I I have been looking uh, through some of your your stuff here, and. Um, is, is this coming out soon? Is this coming out or has it already come out? Cause I can't really tell. Uh, and I've probably dropped the ball on, on my research uh, efforts here, but Orson Welles warrior of the worlds. Is that, has that already come out or is that in the works? That's the one that's in the works. Okay. And, uh, that one is planned to be published by scout comics. Okay. And, um, uh, the status on that is we're in the middle of it. Um, it's uh, it's a very ambitious project. And um, I think you're probably familiar, but maybe not everyone listening. The um, Scout has an interesting distribution format called nonstop, mm. where what they do is they put out the equivalent of what the first issue would be mm-hmm. and then follow that up three months later with the entire first trade. Yes. Yeah. And, and so that's what we're doing now. We're, you know, we've already got the first issue completed, but we're, we're working on making the full trade mm-hmm. and the, the trade is um, going to be North of a hundred pages. So um, it's both for myself and for my uh, co-creator, the artist, Eric Whalen, it's uh it's kind of our first time doing something of that magnitude. So yeah. we're learning a little bit there as well. Yeah. Cause, cause, uh, uh, this book Thompson Heller is your, is your, uh, publishing debut, right? Or am I mistaken? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I it's the first full length thing I've had published. I did have a I did have a small short story mm-hmm. in an anthology last year uh, called Roads Not Taken. Okay, um, which was a co- it was a collection of short stories around the idea of people taking road trips with famous people. Okay, um, and so uh, some of the people took road trips with like. Uh, the astronaut Krista McAuliffe oh, wow. or, or uh, Charlie Chaplin um, or even uh, a, a more uh, uh, abstract figure. Uh, one person takes a road trip with death. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for, for my story, I took a road trip with the uh, legendary film critic, Roger Ebert oh, um, wow. and the, and and so the title of that comic is Roger Ebert and Me, and that's sort of like a magical road trip through the world of movies. Super cool, super cool. Um, I've got a couple more questions because I did make a mistake and say that was your publishing debut, but it's not your published. It may have been your full length comic book uh, publishing debut <laughs> uh, because I see you've got a book here that you've you've written as well, right? Uh, we'll get into that here. We're gonna we're gonna take a small break. After we come back from the break, we'll talk about that a little bit. Cool. All right, and we're back from the break. So before we took the break, I was talking to you a little bit. How I made a mistake? Yeah, I make mistakes. I'm human. Whatever. Uh, but you 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 wrote a book about about uh, four Texan travel check four Texans. See, look how I did that. I can't even speak anymore. Four Texans traveling in your Europe, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a, a travel memoir that I. Uh, it actually originated as a uh, sort of a college assignment, um, and then I just kept expanding it. Um, I, I went on a month long uh, sort of backpacking trek around Europe with uh, my brother and a couple of my friends, um, and uh, just you know. Uh, gave observations about the places we went. We went to to Italy, to France, to the Netherlands, to the UK, to Switzerland. Uh, it was, we just had a great time, and and uh, I, I wrote it. And it's uh, it's available as an ebook on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a dollar or two or something. Yeah, super cool though. But but so was that your first time in Europe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a total eye-opening experience. Super cool. Yeah, me and my wife always talk about. We always dream it. Let's, let's let's we should travel the world. And it sometimes, uh, for some people, it feels like like it's a like it's a kind of different lifetime. But that's really cool uh, that you did something like that and and wrote a really book a really cool book about uh, traveling with your friends and family. Super awesome. You know, talk to me a little bit about uh, your your creative process a little bit. Um, how do you get into that? Do you, do you, is there something that you always have to do? Do you like a, a lot of, a lot of creators, they always say, I got to listen to music or I have something playing in the background. Um, do you do something similar? Is there always something that you always have to go back to kind of get you in that creative space? I, I have to say sort of, I, I'm going to give both a yes and a no answer to that okay. because, um, the the sort of big questions about every project are different. Like the things that inspire a project and at what level of detail Mm -hmm. it enters into my brain is different every time. Some of them start with just a kernel. Some of them 
come from the muses is like fully formed. Um, and this one has a kind of interesting uh, origin story because I'm a uh, active member of the comics experience workshop okay. uh, run by former, former Marvel editor, Andy Schmidt, the guy who's mostly responsible for the version of guardians of the galaxy that you see nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, um, they have these challenges in the workshop uh, kind of like on a monthly basis. And one of the challenges was to use a new character creation technique. Um, A a pro had come up with this technique to where you could devise a new character by taking a known person or a known character um, and combining them with either a a different known character or putting them in an entirely different context. So the example they used to, to illustrate the concept was take the, the sort of freedom fighter guy from Braveheart, William Wallace. Okay. But then, but then turn him into a Star Trek captain. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And so now you've got to, you know, Mm -hmm. just from those two data points, you can start, you can start imagining an entirely different character. Mm -hmm. So the assignment was to use that technique to create a new character and write a short story about it. Yeah. So that's how Thompson Heller was born. And uh, I wrote an eight page short that took this idea forward and I got a lot of positive feedback from it. And then the next step was to expand it into a full length first issue and then expand it into a mini series. That's, that's a really cool technique because as soon as you said it, I started thinking of things in my head of how I can do that. I was like, whoa, that's, there's so many different ways I can do that in my head right now. And, and it's super cool. Uh, so, so what was your inspiration for Thompson Heller? How did you, how did you uh, relate the, the, that technique and, and coming up with this book? So at the moment, I, I had the uh, journalist and essayist Christopher Hitchens on my brain. Okay. Um, I had maybe just recently read one of his pieces or something. And um, one of my all-time favorite books is Transmetropolitan from Warren Ellis. Mm. And I, I knew that Warren Ellis was inspired by taking the journalist Hunter S. Thompson mm-hmm. and putting him in a cyberpunk setting. <laughs> So I said, okay, here's this journalist I like, uh, Christopher Hitchens. Let me put him in a sort of science fiction setting. Okay. Um, And then the notion of a private detective seemed kind of a natural fit because, you know, a a journalist investigates. And Hitchens was known for going to dangerous places and observing things. I thought, okay, cool. And then then, – I felt that there would be some comfort in uh, sort of like the tropes of like the noir detective, that there, there were a lot of uh, elements there that everyone would recognize and understand. And I wrongly, naively thought that those would help me as a writer. And I found out <laughs> that the mystery genre is freaking hard to write. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, uh, probably uh, putting it uh, putting it very lightly, right? <laughs> so what? So what? Gosh, what I is, was, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I was so unprepared for that aspect of it. I, I just, <laughs> it was quite a learning experience. I had 
I, I literally ha- am wearing a hat at the moment. So hats off to, <laughs> to the great mystery writers of this world because right. darn is hard to do. <laughs> so what is one of the biggest challenges writing a mystery uh, do you find? Well, I think that the challenges of writing a mystery are actually compounded uh, by the comics medium. If you choose to do a, a single mystery within a, you know, standard floppy 22, 24 page mm-hmm. issue, because uh, length is, is, a, is a challenge uh, in that format because you, uh, you've got to provide a sufficiently complicated mystery to where a smart person um, would not be able to arrive on the scene and instantly mm-hmm. solve it. You need to have twists and turns that sort of logically come about. Um, you need to have multiple uh, potential plausible scenarios so that the reader can think like, okay, maybe this person did it. Maybe that person mm-hmm. did it. Um, and then have it culminate in a satisfying uh, conclusion that's simultaneously surprising, but also fits what you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got five panels on average per page uh, and like 24 pages mm-hmm. to do all of that in that available space, I think is pretty challenging. <clears throat> Yeah, I think that's challenging. Uh, just even if you're not writing a mystery uh, uh, book, right? That's just challenging oh, yeah. altogether. And and uh, you know, this book, uh, Tom's and Heller, is definitely a whodunit. At least the first issue, and and uh, the person who actually, you know, you find out at the end who actually who actually done it. And it, it the book threw me off. I got to tell you, it threw me off. This was uh, the complete uh, different person who I actually thought in my head who was actually uh, uh, the culprit here. And it actually worked very well. I was like, oh, why didn't I see that uh, when I was reading it? And it was all there. Can I went I went back a little bit and I was like, oh, the, everything is there uh, kind of pointing in that direction. And, and towards the end, uh, you definitely see that. So, uh, uh, you know. Again, hats off to you, sir, because you did very well on this first issue. <laughs> um, thank awesome. you, thank you. You're welcome. So uh, we're we're coming down to the end of the show here. Um, before we go, I wanted to just make sure that you, that you would uh, you can tell everybody where to find you uh, if you have social media, website, uh, anything like that. Even uh, if you have the code for uh, for Previews World for Thompson Heller. Uh, interstellar detective interstellar uh, that would be uh, awesome to kind of give everybody so that they can take a look at that as well and where they can purchase those books okay cool thank you um the easiest place to find me on the internet is on twitter um i'm on the handle at citizen milton on twitter and i also have a website for the comic uh, thompsonheller.com um, and you can watch a trailer video for the comic there. And there is uh, a link to the previews listing, which, as you said, they have a they have an order code associated with these things. And it's uh, AUG, as in like the month of August, AUG 201595. Cool. 
All right, guys, I definitely stress you guys need to go check this one out because this one is a really good issue. Uh, I'm very sure that the rest of the uh, books are going to be just as amazing. You got some great artwork on there. You have um, Milton. You also have Dave Chisholm. Uh, Who else do you have on the book? Let me pull that up. I'm sorry. That's my fault. We've got the kind of the debut, you know, it's not exactly debut, but the first full length published work by the colorist Fabian Kobos. Yeah. And he just killed the colors. I, I got so lucky getting him, man. Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, uh, I dude, I'm looking at the colors too, and and it's awesome. Like, and and even that first uh, that first page there, where you see uh, all the blues and all the all the crazy stuff going on in that uh, that first scene there. I don't want to give too much for everybody because I want them to be able to go out and check it out. But I got to tell you, the colors in this uh, this issue was really great. Um, artwork is amazing always from from Dave Chisholm. Hats off to you guys. You guys did an amazing job. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, man. We appreciate you coming on and hanging out with me here on the House of Indie. Um, super cool, man. I'm looking forward to this. I really want to talk. To, uh, I wish I could, we could talk a little bit more about Orson Welles' Warrior of the Worlds because this is this sounds like a super cool concept. We'll 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 have you on once once it comes out again, uh, closer to the time that uh, that it's gonna be released. We'll talk again because. Uh, I was reading up on it a little bit. Sounds like a cool, cool uh, issue. Who do you have on doing the art with that one? That one, the artist is Eric Whalen. Okay. Um, and I am just, uh, it's one of the hardest things to do in comics <laughs> is to not show stuff when it's, oh, when it's right. ready. Like every new page the dude brings out, I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. let me show this. But you know, I got to wait. <laughs> I know. I know. I have, I have uh, uh, creators uh, talking to me. They're like, dude, check this out, but you can't tell nobody. You can't, you can't show this. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll do that. And then sometimes we talk off air and there's things that, that, that are in the works of like, I really want to talk about it, but that's why, that's why I have a podcast and I can always have you guys back on. I, I, and uh, we can talk about that stuff when it gets closer to time and when it's actually uh, okay to talk about. Because, man, some of the stuff that uh, that people tell me off air is definitely uh, something to say. It's something to talk about. It's, it's super fun, man. All right, Milton, I won't keep you any longer. I appreciate you hanging out with me. It was really fun. Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right, everybody, head on out and check out Thompson Heller. Detective Interstellar coming to a shop near you. Put it in your pull list. I'm telling you guys, you don't want to sleep on this one. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks again for listening to The House of Indy. My name is Joey Galvez, and I'll see you later. Later.